Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move, and throws, and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. again, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kyle, the Coach Duggan. Two-man show. Kev got the veteran day off, not injury-related. Is that what it was? I didn't get yeah. that memo. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kev can't be with us today, uh, so it'll just be Coach and I talking about everything there is to talk about this episode kev's filming uh, some movie or something doing something cool think, like yeah that. doing movie something better than this what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um obviously lots to talk about uh with the upcoming game against the dolphins um we've always on our friday episodes got a craig experience lined up and a bolt beat so something to look forward to there as well uh but starting off up here at the top uh this this was shown on I, uh, an NFL show. I, I honestly didn't catch which one. I saw that your dad <laughs> sent us an audio clip in the group chat. Yeah, he was fired uh, up about it. Breaking it down. But basically, it's a graphic that shows Justin Herbert under pressure since week 10. Uh, pressure percentage, 44%. Highest in the NFL. Sacks, 16. Highest in the NFL. And 10 hits taken per game. Highest in the NFL, and these are all while in the pocket. Um, get him out of the pocket. Get him out of the freaking pocket. Dear God, avoid the pocket. Yeah, like I, it, what is? It, is that just the design of the play? Is for him to stay in the pocket, and yeah, it, there's yeah, no so room for like. Well, I'm going to go out of the pocket. I know the play says I, I need to stay in the pocket. But I'm going to go out of the pocket. Yeah, that, no, none of that. I mean, he can. It's just ad libbing. You're not going to get right. specific like blocking protection to get you out. So I see. Most okay. of the time, when you're trying to roll out, get out of the pocket. One, you do the play action, and then you can do a naked, naked rollout. Meaning, we're not going to block that end, and we're going to hope that your play action look is going to bring that end his eyes to the runner, and you can just outrun him. So you can do like a naked bootleg where you play action, or you can just do a sprint out where mm -hmm. your running back, whoever it is, will just lead block to the edge to help seal the edge. So whoever that edge rusher is, running back's going to go sprint out with you. He'll seal the edge. You can get out of the pocket, and then you have a pass, a pass a throw go. The only thing that those do is it, it kind of limits the field. Now, hmm. Justin has such a huge arm that he still can throw back across the other side of the field. But from the pocket, you could throw anywhere on the field. But if you're if you're rolling him out of the pocket, usually it kind of cuts the field in half as far as where you're going to throw the ball. Defense knows that too. So as soon as you start rolling out, their all of their coverage is going to shift with it. But yeah. keeps your guy from getting hurt. One, mm -hmm. Justin can run 
escape a little bit easier. Um, still slide or get out of bounds, but he can escape because he can run. Um, also, you get some home run balls, man. If you can get out there, right, yeah. you have a little bit of time. Maybe that's what's keeping our offense so dink and dunk under the knee, underneath. Maybe Mike Williams comes back. We have that deep ball guy. Start rolling out of the pocket and start taking some shots. Well, we've seen how well Justin Herbert can perform outside of the pocket. Right. We know when yeah. he's on the move. I mean, some of his best throws are him yeah. running and throwing at the same time. And so yeah. you would you would think you would think that for how dinged up this offensive line is, yeah. asking them to perform the same way as the first stringers is it's clearly not a viable option. It's not a viable option. I mean, and like you said on the last episode, like you would think that the difference between the first string and whatever string we're on with these guys wouldn't yeah. be such a huge drop off, but it is like, yeah. especially it's, after that Raider game, it has to, it has to change. Like, I'm sorry. It, it, it can't, you, you can't just, it's insanity. Just doing the same thing over and over and exactly. expecting something to change. You know, it's exactly. like, let's, you got to get spicy. Give me the spicy meatball. I want to yeah. see it on Sunday night against the dolphins. Cause they bring, they bring the spice. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, if there's ever a time in the year to do it, it's right now. If we want any chance, I know we were probably hoping to hold on to the spice until playoffs, but spice get, get spicy now. Time to spice up your life. Yeah. Just give it to me. Right. Give me the Emerald I mean. Lagasse. Give me the bam, you know, give me the spice. So that sporty spice. <laughs> so hopefully we see some, uh, some change in that regard as far as getting Herbert outside the pocket. Just don't get him hurt, man. Like we, kind of in our survival mode right now don't well we and, that, and you're like right this. that i mean keeping him in the pocket he's getting hurt he's yeah. got the most sacks since week 10 and he's getting hit 10 times a game yeah like that ain't that isn't keeping him healthy get him in a spot where he can at least make a decision of like all right i'm gonna either throw it away i'm gonna right. make a pass right because once you're some, once you're out of the pocket too just throw the ball out of bounds it's just yeah. a lost down when you're in the pocket you don't have that same privilege you, right you're gonna get a, that um Intentional grounding. Wow, brain completely farted. No, that's okay. You get that intentional grounding real quick. So get him out of the pocket. At least give him an opportunity to throw the ball away too. Right. He's a smart enough guy. He's been in the yeah. league now. This is his third year, and he was an absolute stud in his rookie season. The guy has the ability to make that decision, and I think we yeah. need to let him do that. Right. Um, especially now, looking at the top five passing leaders through week thirteen, uh, number four is Justin Frickin Herbert. Right. Having the fourth most passing yards in the league, only behind Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and yet, I think the stat that kind of goes well with this is that he has no receivers that are in like the top 30 or top 35. Nope. No top receiver on the league, and yet he's thrown the fourth most passing yards. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's I spread mean, that much. Yeah, you look at look at the Dolphins. They have, obviously, Tyreek Hill, which is obviously, a different beast, yeah. but he's got... 1300 yards of his own in receiving uh, yeah. yeah our leading receiver has half of that josh palmer was 600 like half of i wouldn't have even guessed it was josh palmer i would have guessed like deandre carter or something like that that's crazy nope. right now it's josh palmer 600 yards receiving and wow the dolphins are working with a guy that has double that as his so it's like we don't have that guy justin's just manufacturing yards with who we have on the field with a busted up offensive line and getting hit this many times, it's like we got we got to help help our boy out a little bit here. Yeah, Let, yeah, recognize his strengths and and utilize them. Um, 
This also came out that was kind of a surprise. I don't know what the reasoning is behind it, but there was a uniform update. The Chargers were supposed to wear their Royal Blues uh, on the next game, and that has been flexed to the pre or the the game after that. So instead of playing against the Dolphins in their Royal Blues, they are going to be wearing the Powder Blues, Powder Blues, Yellow Legs. Kind of a bummer too, because. The Royal would have really stood out, I feel like. We're playing a team that's also kind of a light bluish color, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think it would have popped a little bit, whereas now you got, I don't know, the field is just going to feel a little bit soft with our powder blues. They're whites with light blues and orange. Right. I don't know. I love, personally love the Royal Blue. Yeah, again, I don't know what what the reasoning was behind it. They, I they saw something out. about Sunday night because it's a prime time. They powder don't blues want prime time or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they just didn't get some sticker in in time. They don't have enough helmet stickers. <laughs> yeah, we've got some giveaway stickers. They didn't show yeah. up. So we play good in the Royals, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I like, I think our record is pretty good in the Royal yeah. Blues. As a, um, opposed to the Navy, which is. As opposed is to the Navy, dog, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, we haven't wanted one of those yet. But yeah. the Royal Blues, we've seen a lot of success. I think that was the, if I'm not mistaken, that was. He was wearing the Royal Blues when he threw the deep pass to Jalen Guyton. That was like some 65-yard Oh, the Giants game? Against the Giants, I think, if I remember correctly. So, Even if it... I don't know. Yeah, kind of a bummer. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a strategy thing because right after the Dolphins is going to be the Titans, and those are gonna, that's going to be another tough team to play. Maybe you're saving some of the juice to play against the Titans. I want, it's a bit I'll of a stretch. Put all the juice on the table right now, dude. I need, need to see some juice. <laughs> I want some. I want grape. I want apple. I want orange. I want all of it. I want with full pulp on everything, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> I want a chunky juice. I want chunky juice. I want to <laughs> chew my juice. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, now let's look over at the dreaded injury report. Because um, yeah. I know it's a it's a mess right now. Um, Haley Elwood tweeted out Chargers injury notes. Uh, Corey Lindsley is progressing through the concussion protocol, but is still in it. Uh, doesn't seem like Trey Pipkins will be in practice on Thursday for Brandon Staley and Derwin James dealing with a quad injury and Sebastian Joseph day knee is day to day. And then Fernando Ramirez tweeted out coach Brandon Staley says safety Derwin James quad is dealing with an injury from the Arizona game. So not even from the Raider game an Arizona game injury. Staley was asked if it was concerning. He said, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you already played a week through it, like the whole game, he didn't miss any plays. I'm sure it's sore. I bet I don't even he might not even practice this week, but I don't see him sitting out a primetime game against in kind of a must win, not kind of in a very must in win very situation. Must win. Yeah, I don't I don't see him sitting out when he already played through the injury once. Doesn't seem like he made it worse because he didn't miss any snaps in the game unless I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking, we recorded this a little bit earlier, so we haven't really seen the most updated injury report, but as it stood for Wednesday, um, full practices, we saw Jamari Sawyer get a full practice, uh, Michael Davis, Will Clapp, and DeAndre Carter. Uh, some of those guys, that didn't, Will Clapp, we didn't even know was going to be on the injury report, but he got a full practice <laughs> in. Um, limited practices, we saw Bryce Callahan with a groin injury get a limited practice. Uh, Let's see, Zion Johnson with his shoulder injury, limited practice. Corey Lindsley, uh, even though in concussion protocol, was able to get a limited practice in, uh, as well as Kenneth Murray uh, got a limited practice. And then the did not practices, Trey Pipkin, Sebastian Joseph Day, Derwin James. Um, 
That was Wednesday. Thursday, we haven't gotten the Thursday report yet, but looking at Daniel Popper's tweets, uh, Bryce, Hallahan, Bryce Callahan uh, not practicing. So he got a limited practice Wednesday, but he's not practicing today. And then Trey Pipkin still not practicing. Uh, Trey, yeah, not practicing. Mike Williams and Corey Lindsley are both participating in individual drills today. So I guess that'll probably equate to a limited practice. And again, Derwin James not practicing today. So yeah, I don't the just God, what is like what is going on? <laughs> What's like happening? now Bryce Callahan all of a sudden is not right. practicing at all? Like oh man. I the Corey Lindsley being back in individual drills is good because part of concussion protocol Progress. is like yeah. getting back out there, seeing if your symptoms come back. So hopefully he's headache free after yeah. today and we can get a little bit more come Friday little bit more of a feeling as if he's going to play on Sunday. Right. Um, Derwin James, for some reason, and maybe this is naive and dumb of me, but I'm not extremely worried about. I think they're just giving him a lot of rest because he's been kind of a soldier playing in every single game this year when no one else seems to be doing the same. Um, I I don't think that's an unreasonable assumption, given that if the injury occurred in Arizona and he played through it against Vegas, like... Why Why would we assume that that would continue to hold him out a, again in week 14, if anything, just to give him time for his body yeah. to rest? I mean, the guy's just a freak, and so he needs yeah. to regain some of that energy. If you had to pick one of the others to come back, don't Corey Lindsley, Mike Williams, I think, I think it seems like being back in practice, but between Trey Pipkins and Bryce Callahan, who, who are you most like, they got to get back. We need them back. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, let's talk it through. I mean, Trey Pipkins obviously out there to protect Herbert, especially and in I, the matchup this week against the Dolphins with the receiving threats that they have. Right, Callahan could be tough to be to be without. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Callahan might have to be it. And I mean, again, the hope is that they can scheme Herbert to get out of the pocket. I think if right. you can scheme for Herbert to get out of the pocket, then Pipkins isn't as crucial as somebody like Bryce Callahan, who again has just been such a huge influence to this defense this entire season and just really been making been making plays and also just not getting his name mentioned because he's out there not getting thrown to yeah not getting thrown to so um yeah I think Bryce Callahan would be the big one I mean that's the thing is that Bryce Callahan at least got a limited practice in Wednesday I would like to think that maybe today is just a extra rest day to to prep against Miami, but yeah. God knows, man. Um, it's just out of control. I don't know. It I is. think it, there's no point in even assuming or guessing. I thought that we were going to have Corey Lindsay and Trey Pipkins back last week, and that clearly didn't happen. It's just right. It's so frustrating as a fan the limited information that they give out. Just to, I want to be able to set my expectations for Sunday. You know, <laughs> and right? I don't feel like I can. Yeah, because it not only just between us breeds. Uh, wild theories we see it on twitter now of like wild theories of like other people making assumptions about like why isn't this guy practicing or why are we doing this or why are we doing that so yeah just a little bit more clarity i think would ease ease the hearts and minds of the fans um well looking at the opponent that is the miami dolphins this upcoming primetime game uh dolphins are currently eight and four in their division in the afc east second only to the buffalo bills um yeah boy they've got a crazy division as well um they're eight and four they're 
only lost games now are to the Bengals, oddly the Jets, the Vikings, and most recently the 49ers. And they are they have some high scoring games. Man. Yeah, they're a thirty they're a thirty point a game kind of team is what yeah, it feels like. Easily. And one thing, there's a couple of things about this game. One, it's the Melvin Ingram play. Anytime we play know, Melvin it's Ingram, just hurt my sucks. heart to see that. Yeah. He's leading the team in sacks. He's having a good little year. It just sucks. I just hate it. Yeah. I wish he was still a Charger, but um, what'll be interesting is they are a little banged up up front as well. So they're they're one of their previous starting tackles, Austin Jackson. They just put on injured reserve. They picked up Eric Fisher. Like we know, he's been sitting around as a free agent for a long right. time. No, I don't think anyone's expecting a huge amount out of him. So they are banged up up front. Also on their injury report, um, right now their other starting tackle. Um, let me see here. I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, Teron Armstead. He's mm-hmm. also banged up. He's not practicing today. So I think that it'll be interesting to see what, what Coach McDaniels does in adjusting play calling. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are so much um, trying to defend our coach with we're banged up. We're trying our best. What do you want us to do when we're hurt? We'll see if their play caller makes adjustments and changes things up to still be effective because right. we haven't been able to find that. And then you can kind of see a little bit of a coach's strategy of maybe our coach isn't play calling. He's, he's got one way and he's got to have the right guys or it's not going to work. Whereas, hey, you watch Mike McDaniel. He's got guys hurt. He just adjusted things and they were still effective and able to score. So right. um, it'll be interesting. I, I think that's an interesting matchup for us as fans that are quick to jump on the coach and accuse him or trying to defend him. It's kind of a, let's see what Mike McDaniel does. If they can still score a bunch of points with a banged up offensive line, it kind of gets rid of our excuse of the same. It'll be a very telling game. Uh, I, th- I think you're right. And in, in a lot of regards, like in, in the coaching aspect, uh, the people that were clamoring for Eric Fisher, you know, this will be the game. Yeah. that would be like, okay, this is what we'll be able to know. Like, okay, yeah, we should have gotten him or, yeah. oh yeah, maybe, maybe it yeah. was best it's we a Tommy avoided T. him. It's a Tommy T revelation too. Like, should Tommy yeah. have gone out and gotten another tackle, which right. we clearly need one right now. Right. Um, also, we've not beaten a team over 500 yet this year. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> we it'll be, not yeah. beat a winning team. So this is a this is a huge, huge game with what's the rest of our season going to look like? Because this is exactly. a good football team. Yeah, yeah. This would be this is a huge test for for our team. Um, will they be up for it? We'll have to wait for Sunday night. Um, but if you're up for it, you can go on over to our Patreon, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/ChargerChat. Uh, check out some of the exclusive videos we have over there. A lot of fun times, a lot of laughs, a lot of yuck yucks. And uh, you can only find them on patreon.com slash charger chat. Uh, but if you don't feel like going over there, that's all right. You can go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts like this one, hoodies and stickers. You can chat it up with other members in our member section, our charger chatteteers, and ask questions in Ask World Fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. All right. It's time to go on to the next segment. Uh I don't know how it's going to be after after this Raiders loss, but whatever it is, it's going to be real. So you know them, you love them. It's the Craig experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, 
buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, good people. CC gang. And to the rest of you guys out there checking this out, welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. I am on the run, as you can see. Not in my usual surroundings because I had an all-hands event for my gig today. And so it took me out of the loop for uh, the majority of the day. I actually have to head home, shower up, get spiffy, and come back for a holiday party. So yeah, doing this in the car. Trying not to get in an accident here. But hey, oh, let's move past last week's game. Can't do anything about it. Lost to the Raiders, which blows because it's the Raiders. And uh, six and six now, not the best of times. Team's still not mathematically eliminated. What you do have to focus on is the game this week against the Miami Dolphins, who are coming to town with a one Mr. Tuatanga Valoa. So, you know what that means? Chargers got to step up to the plate or else we're going to be dealing with a whole lot of... At this point, yeah, will probably still be unfair criticism because we know that a lot of these talking heads out here don't take context uh, into consideration when talking about Justin Herbert and the current circumstances surrounding the team he plays for. And once again, the fact that wins are not a QB stat. <clears throat> but again, it's Herbert, so no one really cares. But uh, it's going to be a rough one. Uh, the defense is going to have a lot to contend with. Derwin showed up on the injury report today uh, from an injury that apparently he's been dealing with since the Cardinals game. I hope that does not keep him out because we need as many hands on deck as possible going up against the Flash and Quicksilver for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wobbs. It's not going to be fun times if we don't have our leader in the secondary. Hell, our leader everywhere because the dude literally plays everywhere. <clears throat> but the Dolphins defense can be had. They are super aggressive. And because of that, especially if Mike Williams plays, um, you may be able to get some shots off down the field. When I say shots down the field, I don't necessarily mean having to put Justin in situations where he's taking five to seven step drops without a healthy offensive line in front of him, but you can throw fade routes off of a three-step drop. Uh, it won't be a 30-yard pass down the field. It may only be 15 to 20, 
But that's still a chunk play if you can get Mike in a jump ball situation. And you can get Keenan on the move, get him the ball out in space quickly and let him try to make something happen. Um, of course, DeAndre Carter's shifty, uh, quicker than fast. But, I mean, you can move the ball on that defense and you can create some big plays. Uh, really hopeful that <laughs> um, Joe Lombardi was in the lab this week and worked on his protection plan. Uh, there probably are going to have to be some max protect situations. The Dolphins run uh, a very exotic defense where they line players up uh, on defensive line linebackers in various uh, positions. Kind of like this whole amoeba look to the defense, but got to be able to call that stuff out. And Corey Lindsley being around will help tremendously with that. Will Clap, I love you. Uh, fellow brother Martin Crusader, uh, we share the same high school alma mater, who, by the way, is in the state championship in Louisiana this weekend for the first time since 1990. And unfortunately, I will not be able to attend. But go Saders, either way. Um, just looking for the defense to do enough. Um, in previous weeks, they've held up as much as they can. There were leaks in the dam, but the offense has to hold up their end of the bargain too. I don't think this is an impossible game. Uh, it scares me just because you don't necessarily want to get into a shootout with this type of team when you're not at full strength because the more you have to drop Justin Herbert back in front of a patchwork offensive line, the more opportunities there are for uh, things to go wrong. So. Honestly, I would like to see the Chargers slow the game down a little bit, which means exercising a running game. Be nice. Just try it for a little bit. You got three capable running backs. They have to have to put the ball in their hands more often than they have so far this season. Um, Isaiah Spiller basically being a non-participant last week was crazy to me. But Joshua Kelly's back and healthy. Got to find a way to get these guys more involved. And I feel like I'm freaking beating the dead horse here and uh, just repeat myself over and over and over again. But there has to be more balance to this offense. I mean, I never expect the Chargers to be more heavily reliant on the run than I do the pass. But they have to create some better balance here. They have to do something to help Herbert out. And again, if you have a somewhat respectable running game, then you can create some separation just in play action pass and get some dudes to take false steps at the second level and get Keenan working behind the linebackers. And, you know, you want to put DeAndre Carter back there on some crosses to do that. Um, you know, make the guys in the secondary safeties take some false steps up and maybe you can get some plays behind them. You have to do things like that to create space, especially when you're speed deficient. But I'm not doing the score prediction this week because it's not worked out recently for me. So instead, what I will say is I think that if the Chargers have the proper game plan, that they can make this a tightly contested game. And if you can get into the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, still have some balance going and you might be able to pull out a tough game. Might be close. Again, it's almost the only type of games the Chargers play. And I don't know if you've seen the line lately, but uh, I think it's what, like three, three and a half, something like that. It's almost like Vegas may have an idea about something. I don't know, whatever. I'm not a betting man. What I will say is, 
proper game plan can stop this from potentially getting out of hand. So Joe, looking at you, my man, this is the week. I'm pretty sure everyone's probably sour on you, but if you want to have some level of redemption at all, this has got to be the week. But uh, all right, folks, let me hop off of this phone because uh, uh, people in Texas drive pretty crazy, even in traffic. And the last thing I need right now is an accident. So till next time, y'all know who it is, Mr. I don't have any charges you're on right now, but no, more gang it on bang, AKA T-O-P underscore F-O-Y-T-3-0-1 on Twitter. And uh, love you guys. Let's hope the Chargers can pull this one out. Give us something to be happy about and enjoy in primetime on Sunday night. And they should be wearing the freaking Royals. The fact that they switched to the Powder Blues really annoys me. Really want to see the little Royals under the lights. But whatever. Catch y'all on the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. Another Craig experience. Craig, thank you so much, as always, for giving us the real takes and uh, diving just a little bit deeper than at least I personally am willing to <laughs> dive into. So I, yeah, I don't thanks, necessarily man. like to see how the sausage is made, but Craig does. He's very hands-on with that. So thank What's you, What's the Craig, Tommy for... Boy line? You can learn a lot by sticking your head up a bull's, <laughs> a bull's ass, ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. There you go. Yeah, You got it. You got it. Um, <laughs> thanks for being I'll... our butcher, Craig. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being the butcher, Craig. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's move it on to the next segment. It is the bolt beat. Jason Reed. Welcome back to another edition of the bolt beat. As always, I am your host acting editor over at boltbeat.com. Jason Reed. You can follow myself on Twitter at each or follow bolt beat over on Twitter at BB underscore chargers. Was not here last week. Did not have a segment on the charger chat podcast. Had the flu, had a pretty bad cough, couldn't really talk, couldn't really breathe much. I'm feeling better. Um, still kind of a struggle to talk a lot on a podcast, so I might have to catch my, bre- my breath here and there uh, a few times during this little segment. But uh, shouldn't have any coughs that interrupt the uh, little monologue here, so that's good. My dog, Maurice, usually sleeping during this, just woke up. Hopefully, he doesn't make too much noise either. Um, he's a black wiener dog. He's the best. As far as the Chargers are concerned, though, before getting into the betting picks for this game, there's kind of two things I wanted to touch on. Maurice, please don't tip over the tripod. And that is both offense related, um, both one negative, one kind of positive. I know Charger chat is, you know, always positive, never negative, but um, there's some things to be negative about. But first being positive, um, I just want to touch on Keenan Allen a little bit because there's been a lot of talk here recently, especially after this Raiders game about Keenan Allen, about if he's washed, if he's cooked, if he's not the same guy. Now, obviously, Keenan had the comments before the game that the Raiders secondary was barbecue chicken and he was going to go off on the man-to-man coverage. That is not what happened. Uh, Keenan was contained quite well. Um, He still finished with six catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. But in key spots, third downs, he was targeted like 14 times. He couldn't really get open. They covered him quite easily, if we're being honest. Um, And there's been some discourse on social media about Keenan. Is he over the hill? Is he cooked? Is he this or is he that? And I just think those conversations, quite frankly, are uh, irresponsible. I think to point out a player and say that he is washed, cooked over the hill because of a very small sample size um, isn't fair to said player, especially when said player is probably going to go down as the best receiver in franchise history. Now, look, I don't want to completely rule out the fact that Keenan might be on the way down. I don't think it's a hot take to say he's probably peaked in the league. We've probably seen the best version of Keenan Allen 
we will ever see in the league. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean he still can't be at a very high level and be one of the elite receivers in the league. And for people to say that he's not one of those guys anymore and that, you know, he's cooked on a very small sample size. I, like I said, I just think that's irresponsible. Now it could be the start of something bad, but we need to see it more. We need to see it the rest of the season and the start of next season. Quite frankly, he's got a lingering hamstring issue, which could, you know, you know, give into the fact that he might be on his way down. But I just think it's way, way, way too early to say that about Keenan uh, with such a small sample size. I mean, shoot, people were doing with Austin Eckler at the beginning of the year saying Eckler was washed, overrated, you know, blah, 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 whatever they would say. And then he turns around and he's had a fantastic season. He's got the most touchdowns in the league the last two years. Yeah, he doesn't run the ball great, but this offensive line also isn't built well to run the ball and the Chargers a whole aren't a great running team. Um, But all those same people had to eat their words about Eckler. And there's a good chance they have to eat their words about Keenan as well. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're necessarily wrong and Keenan's going to rebound and be amazing. You know, I, I personally, I think he's still fine. I think he still can be 90% of prime Keenan Allen, which is still a very good receiver. But, you know, I just, I think we're jumping the gun a little bit, especially those that are saying we should cut Keenan and save the money and go Mike Will Palmer and draft a receiver in the first round. Look, every year guys want to draft a receiver in the first round. And if the situation is right and the fit is right, great. But am I cutting my uh, am I cutting Keenan Allen to do that? No, that's just absurd. Um, and then the other offensive thing I wanted to touch on before getting into the betting picks, the negative side of this little segment is the Joe Lombardi conversation. Now it's a tired conversation. You know, people have wanted Lombardi out of town for quite some time now. I actually defended Lombardi a lot last year, particularly. There was a lot of complaints about not throwing the ball deep. I just didn't think the complaints were warranted. I thought. And it's weird because I think Charger fans almost knew they were looking at a flawed offense, but it was still producing because Justin Herbert's so good, because they had Keenan and Mike Will, because the whole emphasis of this offense is kind of executing on these tight window throws, you know, at the sticks, getting, you know, first downs, you know, taking three downs to get first down. Um, And I think a lot of like the inefficiencies of the offense were masked last year by the talent. I think Charger fans kind of subconsciously saw this, but we're so caught up in the he doesn't throw the ball deep enough argument that we were kind of missing the bigger picture. And that's where I butted heads with a lot of people about Lombardi. It's like, look, he's Herbert can't throw 50 yards 20 times a game. And if you compared Herbert's deep throws from 2020 to 2021, you know, they were comparable. And last year, the offense did execute. Now it executed in spite of Lombardi. And I think we've seen that this year as when the talent's not all the way there, when the offensive line is a little banged up, you know, this is an offense that isn't built to have a very high ceiling in this league. We might've seen the absolute ceiling of it last year, and it has a relatively low floor. Um, you know, Benjamin Solak over at the ringer, he did an excellent, um, the playbook, I believe his series is called on YouTube. He did an excellent breakdown of the offense this, on today, the day of recording this Thursday. And he made a great point. He made a great point that this offense is built on being perfect and executing and limiting mistakes and everything. But the problem with the offense is when everything goes right, when everything is perfect, it's a six or seven yard gain for the chargers. Whereas when everything goes perfect and Josh Allen gets his number one read or Patrick Holmes gets his number one read and it goes absolutely perfect. It's a 40 yard touchdown. It's a big play. It's this, it's that name it, you know, Jalen hurts Tua, Tunga Bailoa, um, all these different quarterbacks. It's designed where if you do hit a home run, you have these options, but then you also have the safer six to seven yard options. You know, the chargers don't really have that. I mean, look at this past Raiders game. And this has really been the straw that's broke the camel's back for me. I was already turned against Lombardi. This is it. I think he has to be fired in the offseason, even if they make the playoffs. This Raiders game was an indictment on Lombardi because 
He made no adjustments. His his scheme was the exact same. Their block uh, blocking packages were exactly the same. You know, the Chargers were missing four of their five starting offensive linemen. They didn't have Mike Williams. Um, and they still ran an offense like everyone was healthy and everything was okay. And they didn't move the pocket and they didn't get more protection for Herbert. Sure. They chipped Max Crosby, but you're going to chip Max Crosby. Even if your offensive line is like normal, that's not a, a changed game plan. He did the exact same things and it, the chargers just couldn't do anything. Their only offensive touchdown was on a busted fourth down play where Herbert had to scramble and had to make like one of the most absurd throws Herbert's ever made. And that's saying something to Keenan Allen in the end zone. Like it's, and it's sad. You look back like, yeah, there's been designed big plays to like Josh Palmer against the Chiefs. But like a lot of the Chargers success this year has either come in garbage time situations in urgent situations when they kind of throw this conservative idea out the window in broken situations where the play breaks down and Herbert makes something happen in the, you know, scramble drill. Um, that's when all the success has happened this year. And it's just a huge indictment on the offensive side of the ball. And it's a reason why the chargers struggle in the second half and teams can adjust and they know what the chargers are doing. It's a reason why Fred Warner said that the 49ers could play the same defense every play in the second half. Now that was proven not true. There was different coverages and everything that they ran, but they still had the overall philosophy in mind of they knew what the chargers were doing, you know, with these horizontal routes, you know, six to seven yards, get to the sticks, break out stick. Everyone's favorite play. Now, they knew what the Chargers were doing so they could kind of attack that just like the Raiders could. They could attack the flats. They could attack these curls that are a yard behind the line of scrimmage. They could attack these things. And then Herbert, you know, being the quick processor he is and being, you know, not wanting to turn the ball over, which is great for a quarterback. Of course, he's not going to have any options and he's going to have to go to his check down in the flat. And luckily he has Austin Eckler who can make something out of nothing. Imagine if Eckler, the Chargers didn't have Eckler. This offense would be absolutely atrocious because teams would be picking up on everything past the line of scrimmage and the Chargers wouldn't have a valuable checkdown option. They would be absolutely horrible. So I think there's, even if they make the playoffs, there's just no way you can keep Joe Lombardi in town next season. Um, you have to get a new mind. I would love to see someone like Frank Reich who has head coaching experience and can um, you know, help Staley out in that regard a little bit and just change the philosophy of this offense because I'm all for not wanting to turn the ball over and limiting turnovers and all this stuff. But it's ridiculous. It's it's this offense is getting ridiculous. This isn't forty two year old Drew Brees under center. This is Justin Herbert. You know, this isn't freaking. This isn't Teddy B under center. This isn't some game managing quarterback that you're just praying doesn't hurt you and you have a stellar defense to make up for it. No, this is supposed to be the best part of your team, and you invested resources into that side of the ball with Herbert on his rookie contract, and you're just running it like you're scared. I, I don't I don't get it. Um, all that being said, for the prop bets this week against the Miami Dolphins, I am targeting the offensive side of the ball. Um, I like the Chargers team over 24 and a half points. Look, this is going to be a shootout. The Chargers have one of the worst defenses in the league. That's not a controversial to say. The Dolphins have one of the most explosive, hard to stop offenses in the league. That's also not controversial to say. Um, the Dolphins are going to be scoring a lot of points and the Chargers are going to have to score a lot of points to keep up, whether it be in a Chargers win, hopefully, Um or whether it be a backdoor cover at the end of the game, you know, the chargers have to score points in this game and they know that. And I think they hopefully will open the playbook and not be so damn conservative. Um, so over 24 and a half, that's a pretty low line against a bad defense in the dolphins. So I like the chargers to get 25 points. And I also like Herbert to get over one and a half passing touchdowns. There's some juice on this. I believe it's minus 175, So it might scare some people away. However, Herbert, consistently gets two plus passing touchdowns with both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in the game. Mike Williams returned fully to practice on Thursday. I think it's safe to say he's probably going to play in this game. Herbert has nine straight games. Now when both Allen and Williams start 
where he has two plus passing touchdowns. Nine in a row. The last time it didn't happen was November 14th, 2021 against the Minnesota Vikings where both guys played and Herbert didn't finish with two passing touchdowns. I don't remember everything about that game off the top of my head. I remember them losing and I was pissed. Maybe there was a should have been touchdown in there. So Herbert historically gets two touchdowns when those two are on the field. So I would I would target the Chargers team over. I would target that. And on the Dolphins side of things, I would target Jeff Wilson's rushing total. Chargers have the worst rushing defense in the league. I don't think that's controversial to say. Um, Wilson and Mostert both have you know rushing lines in the 40s. Wilson's at 40 and a half. Mostert, I believe, is at 47 and a half. It's kind of a flip of a coin. You might be able to bet both and just kind of want to go 50-50, but then you're just pushing your money anyways. There's a good chance both go over. There's almost 100% chance one of the two goes over. It just kind of depends on who the 49ers are going to run out there. I picked Wilson because he had the the lesser total, and it doesn't seem crazy to think, even if he doesn't get the primary number of snaps, if he carries the ball 10 times, he should be able to get to 41 yards. So I would target the Jeff Wilson over 40 and a half rushing yards. Um, I wouldn't do any any of the anytime touchdown props or anything in this game. I think it's, it's going to be tough, you know, and if I had to pick against the spread, I might pick against the chargers, but I don't want to give that pick out here on the charger chat podcast where we're always optimistic. So that's why I went with the chargers team total over. Um, Hopefully the chargers win. If they don't, the playoffs are kind of out of picture. They could theoretically beat the Titans and then win out. Um, Their last three opponents are relatively easy, but I mean, that's a big if for a team that just lost to the Raiders. So um, they really need to shock the world here and win this game. And then they could go four and one or three and one in the last four. And if they somehow shock the t- Titans then they're in a great spot, but um, these next two weeks are the season um, this week, particularly um, is huge. The difference is like 13% if they win uh, to make the playoffs and then like 50 something percent, if they 13%, if they lose 50 some percent, if they win. So this is it. You know, let's hope Charger fans show up to SoFi Stadium. I won't be able to be there, unfortunately. Hope all of you guys show up. Hope the Charger Chat guys show up. We just, we need a big win. We need a big win on prime time. And with that, back to the Charger Chat guys. Thank you, Jason, for giving us another awesome, bold beat. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it for this very short episode of the Charger Chat. But before we go, we've got bold predictions to make. Uh, we'll start it off. Uh, Kevin told us his bold prediction. So his bold prediction is 3130. One point game in the 30s, and Mac is going to get two sacks. Wow, wow, wee wah. I'm just done with real predictions. I'm going 45 to 10 <laughs> Chargers. Whoa. Justin Herbert doesn't get touched. No pressures, no sacks. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm done with trying to get it right and guess one score games. That's not what I want. I don't want a one score game. I don't want a one point game. Hearing wow. Kevin's bull prediction really just fired me up. <laughs> I do not want a 31 30 game. That sounds so stressful. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. 45 well, 10. Final answer. 45 10. <laughs> and Herbert doesn't happen. get touched, doesn't get sacked. Yeah. No pressure. You know, I don't think that's a bad way to look at it. Um, I'm going to go. I think it's still going to be close, but I'm not going to go with a one point game. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 36 30. And the Chargers win by shutting down Miami's final drive. So they got the ball with a chance to win with the touchdown. Yes. And we stopped, we picked Tua. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it to it. Suck it to it. No. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, okay. we're winning. There you go. It's happening, folks. If we it's have gonna, any say. 
if we have any say, that's the way it's going to go. Um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, any any final thoughts there, Kyle? Any any more hopes and dreams or words find of advice? To do, find something to do on Sunday to to take up some of your time. I feel like the wait for Sunday nights is so hard. It's yeah. so scary and stressful, and it makes it that much more intense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, find something to do during the day that's fun. Take your mind off of it, and then buckle up. Five o'clock. Listen to these turd Chris Collinsworth. Oh man, God. Oh yeah, another recommendation: don't listen. Just mute, and then turn on Chris. Uh, turn on our 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 own broadcast, the radio broadcast. Oh, because, with uh, Matt Money Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Daniel Jeremiah, because that's way better than anything you're going to get from Chris Collinsworth. It's just going to infuriate you. They may even. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Acho on just to piss everybody oh, off. No, please. <laughs> if they do, I, I'm a thousand percent muting it. Um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.